0: Well, today is Labor Day here in the United States of America, but we're here today doing our program, and I thought I would take today to share just a few things from my heart and a couple of news stories you may have missed. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman, as I mentioned before. Today here in the United States, we call it Labor Day. And i can remember from growing up in my youth it was kind of a sad time and a good time it was the last beach party and then later in the week we started school again and of course as a child you you think summer's gonna last forever but how fast it has gone by and and now that i'm older i think of how fast this summer has gone by matter of fact I am amazed how fast this year has gone by. Earlier this year, back in uh, January, my wife and I had come to a decision that maybe it was time, and and I was in Florida at the time, we were in Florida, and I was doing the work on that transmitter project, and and our daughter in, in Virginia kept saying, you know, you're getting older, yeah, I hate to admit it, but we are. And maybe looking toward the future, you need to decide where you'll be spending uh, your retirement years. Now, we own a home in Florida, and we will continue to do so for a while, I'm sure. While our health allows us, we will probably travel down there for part of the winter, and I will still do some work in uh, broadcast engineering. Not that much anymore, but what can be done. But the reality is it's good to be near family. And honestly, we really don't have any family in that part of Florida. And I doubt that in several years from now, there'll be any family in that part of Florida. So it does make a little bit of sense to be close to family as you get older. Travel's not gonna be quite as easy as you get older. So I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm thankful for all the blessings God has given me and my wife. And even this radio program and the work that we do here. And there's some other aspects of my life I'll get into later on the program today. But for today, I want to share some news stories and just some thoughts on a number of topics. And there's no particular one topic. I'm not going to be spending a whole program talking about viruses or mandated booster shots and everything else. We're going to mention it a little bit what's going on in our society, I do have a little segment that I want to share from our good friend, George Christensen. Last week, he put together a, a story in his sub stack, and he also recorded it. And with his permission, I'll be sharing that as well. And it's something I really believe it is rather deep. It doesn't last that long, but you really need to hear it. Now, over this weekend, my wife and I had a little bit of shopping to do. You know, we're still trying to settle into this little house we have in Virginia. And we love our little home. It's not very big. But for us and in these years of our life, um, as we get older, it's going to be a lot easier to maintain. And it has everything we really need. Sure, I would rather have winter in Florida for as long as I can. But I don't. we don't want to be alone down there. And so, yeah, we'll get used to the fact that I get to see Four Seasons again instead of one or two. I saw this story and and I want to share it with you. I, I subscribe to a lot of news sites so I can give you information. You know, a lot of, I know how tight money is and one of the things we do spend a little bit of money on and I have people that support the podcast in particular And we use some of those funds to be able to subscribe to a number of news sources that I know that I can trust. And I've gotten to actually talk to many of these people on the telephone and have gotten to know their work. And so I feel very, very confident in the material that I share with you on this program. I'm just going to say this as we talk just briefly for a couple of minutes about where we are in in the way people perceive COVID-19 vaccines and and all that goes with it we were in a store over the weekend and it was a big box store you know one of the home improvement types i'm not going to say which one there's several and this one gal came you know by as we're coming through the parking lot and and she's wearing her face mask outdoors i might add as she approaches us, do you want to get, you know, one of our credit cards? And she was ready to sign you up, and she, and she had this big, massive mask over her face. And she's keeping her distance, but she wants everybody to sign up, you know, for a credit card. And so I just asked the question, and like I said, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I've got too many other things that I believe are more important. I said, do they require you to ma- to wear this thing? And she goes, no, this is by choice. And I said, are you wearing it because you believe that it'll keep you from getting COVID-19? And her answer was very simple. Yeah, she really believed firmly that the, the mask was a guaranteed way not to get COVID. And of course, having the vaccine is probably the next step to make sure you don't get COVID. She has believed, and, and like a lot of people, They have come to conclude in their own mind that if I'm vaccinated and I wear a mask, I'll be bulletproof from COVID for the rest of my life and everybody stay away from me unless you two are wearing a mask or or at least are, are vaccinated. And, of course, a lot of people who do not follow the news that much, that during the height of COVID were following the news, heard conflicting messages like, you know, Get the shot, and you won't get COVID, and you can even take off your mask. You remember that? That was only last year. And over time, as we said on this program from reputable doctors, not people that are oddballs, people that really had very good careers that put their reputation on a line said, not so fast, not so fast. Whatever this stuff does, it wears off pretty quick. We learned that real fast. And they also predicted that these vaccines will not be able to keep up with the normal process of variants that come along. Though there are some that are contemplating some of these variants have been, shall we say, pushed along. Another story for another day. Many Americans are still wearing a mask. I mean, that's that's what they but they're saying. And for some, it's a way to telegraph to the world that they are anti-Trumpers. Now, mask usage is not really any way. It it doesn't improve health outcomes. We know that now. They said it in 2020 and early 2021, but they don't say much about the face mask anymore like they used to. Why? Because. There was never a study pre-pandemic that claimed that it would deal with a virus. Bacteria, yes. A virus, no. There's so many hundreds and hundreds of charts and studies that are now available that simply demonstrate they didn't do what Dr. Fauci and many others at the CDC and and in politics claim they would do. This guy was visiting Scotland. He said it, it, virtually nobody wears a mask there, or at least far fewer than the United States. The mask now has become a political statement. And and I really believe that. I really, I really believe that it is more of a political statement for some. And for some older people that really don't pay attention, it's kind of like their insurance policy against COVID. They think because they have had their shots and their first or second, maybe even third booster by now, and if they wear the mask, then they're really good to go to be super safe. But then I see others. And knowing their age and and other things about them, it hits me more of a political statement than a statement of fact. And and I, I, I came to conclude that, and here's how. When we are traveling in areas that are generally much more conservative, much more conservative, you don't see very many people wearing a face covering. You might see a handful of older people that may be just a little bit more concerned and they feel that maybe that's the little extra bit of safety that they need, okay? Then... Then you go to some areas where, let's just say, the population is vastly more dominated by people that have more of a oh liberal, maybe even a leftist point of view. They're anti-Trump, whatever the case may be. They're anti-conservatives. They they believe, and let's just all get along. And so what if the schools talk about transgenderism to our third graders. What's wrong with that in their mind? You'll notice the number of people wearing a face covering substantially increases. If you go to areas out in California that are extremely Democrat or Washington, D.C., like 93 percent Democrat, the number of people wearing a face covering is just through the roof. And it is a political statement now. Remember, so much of this virus has been used for a political purpose and a divisive purpose. We know it. You know it. And and we talk about, I'm not going to get into much on in the vaccine front today. I'm just going to say this much. I, I have a lot of people that I've listened to uh, that I've never quoted on this program because something inside said, don't do it. You know, a lot of people, I, I remember this one guy who I get an email from and his organization, and he's got his own podcast and everything else. I can remember about a, a little over a year ago, back in around August of 2021, he made this dire prediction that within a matter of months, by the end of the year, January of 2022 or February, a third of the United States population would be dead from the vaccine. And I disagreed with that. I said, I don't think, (laughs) I think you're crazy. And I was right. And he was wrong. Yet that person is still a bigger podcast than I am. And people still go back for more misinformation from this individual. Look, there's been misinformation on both sides of the spectrum from the Dr. Fauci's side, 90% of what he told us ended up not being true, literally. And then we have those that are extremists on the other side that are saying that, you know, a third of the population will be dead within months, and it didn't happen. We're 18 months later. What I do know, and what I said last year, is that I believe that these vaccines could impact in a negative way our immune system. Not thoroughly collapsing it, but it could impact it. And and I think if you're older or already immunocompromised, this is causing some damage, which makes you more likely to have some other health issues. Now, occasionally we're seeing a lot of healthy soccer players. I I was looking at a guy making a A statement. He's supposedly a Republican in a conservative state. Even served in their state legislature, and of course, he hits me more as establishment because he works for a law firm that deals with governmental issues. In other words, he is making lots of money from his connections in government, probably an obscene amount of money. As he moved from where he is to the state capital. And so he's enjoying all the benefits of living right near where he used to be serving as a representative and actually had some pretty good power in that state. And so he's trading his name and his reputation for money to influence government. And so those people are the type that I consider them part of the establishment swamp, which has been an issue for me in this country. We have them on both sides of the political spectrum. And he was making all these statements, oh, the, the, the vaccines are thoroughly effective and totally safe. I don't see what everybody's making such a big fuss about. He can't understand it. Sure, we've always had young people die. We really we did. I didn't know that we had that high of a rate of, of heart issues in young people. I didn't know that we had this massive number of people collapsing on soccer fields. They don't want to see those numbers. And while they are substantially higher than in prior years, just like I was mentioning before, the numbers that many people predicted, these massive die-offs that are going to be so rapid, never occurred. But what has occurred is a substantial increase in the number of people dying that are in the working age group of 18 to 64 it is substantially higher than years before. Is it so massive you can't miss it? Not exactly. Some people have noticed it. Some people choose not to notice it. And once again, a lot of it depends on your age and your health. What I felt last year, what I felt earlier this year, has not really changed. Remember, we were told... We were told that the CDC had approved a vaccine last August. They did, but they didn't. They they ended up approving two trade names of vaccines that are different than the ones you're getting on emergency use authorization. And those are vaccines you still cannot get. So people that think they're getting an FDA-approved vaccine are not. In other words, there's no liability. Now we have all these booster shots. And I can remember back in January of 2021, there were three different vaccines here in the United States. Of course, Pfizer, the big boy. Then you had Moderna right behind it. And a third was the Johnson & Johnson. And there's, their claim to fame was one and done. Take our one shot and you are completely done with COVID where Moderna and uh, Pfizer required a shot and then within a month, another shot. More than two weeks, less than a month, something like that. And then you would be COVID-proof. And even the President of the United States said, you know, when you finish your shots and after X number of days, you can take off your mask because you're not going to get COVID. And it turned out none of it was true. None of it. In fact, we discovered quickly that whatever... Protection, for lack of a better word, that it gives you, wears off in no time. They've also figured out that with children, it wears off in a matter of weeks, and it's of no value, and that's for children who don't have any real risk from COVID, no more than the common cold. And yet we are risking these children with something that is still an experiment. By the way, and I'm going to leave it at this, and then I'm going to move on from, from COVID and masks and everything else. We'll get back to it. I'm, I'll am i just say this. There's a new booster shot out there, and it's going to be out there. It's being allowed. It's, it's supposed to deal with one of these new variants of Omicron. And the entire testing for this particular new concoction was based on a data set of eight mice. They injected eight mice. I'm not kidding. To see how it it would work and make sure that it wouldn't kill them. The only problem was when the mice were exposed to the, well, shall we say, the, the Omicron variant, all eight came down with Omicron. But supposedly this is going to help us. I don't get it, but that's where we are. And so... There's a lot to be said about this whole process. There's a lot of money at stake, and I think it's a combination of money, uh, more than anything else. Maybe there, you know, I'm sure the there are those that see the benefit of decreased immune systems, especially in the baby boomer set, which I'm in. I'll be 68 this year. I'm, you know, I'm one of the midpoint baby boomers. There's some that are. A bit younger, and there's some that are older. We pretty much range now in age from eh, 57 to about 77, roughly speaking. And I'm sure that we represent a financial drain after they took all of our Social Security money that they took from us over the years. Instead of investing it, they spent it. And now they wish they hadn't, because they have to make good on their promise so to have some of us in our retirement leave earlier, um, it's going to help financially, I'm sure. Enough of that. I want to move on to some, some other stories. The only thing I'm going to say in closing on COVID for today, it, we're going to keep track of it. Uh, I'm just not going to be obsessed or dwell on it anymore. The, we'll, anything that breaks that's different, and there's always something that happens almost every day or two, that makes sense that is logical, I'm going to share. For those of you that took the vaccine and you're doing okay, you know, I would recommend not getting the booster and look at taking better care of your health. That's something my wife and I have been really thinking and, and, and dwelling on of late, is taking much better care of our health as we're getting older. I, I will admit that you know, about 5 years ago maybe a little longer now i you know i've had some back trouble for a good you know part, portion of my adult life and i've been able to live with it and and i was able to keep in pretty good shape regardless it wasn't always bad it was intermittent not consistent but i had a, a an unusual situation occur where i was on a ladder and the ladder became unsteady and almost came over and i twisted very suddenly and i've had some ongoing back issues ever since. So I wasn't quite as active. And over the next couple of years, I gained a little bit of weight, nothing radical. My waist size didn't really get any bigger. My 34 became more comfortable as a 36. But then came the pandemic. And then came my going up to another state to work in emergency management. And for two and a half months, I was eating nothing but junk food because that's all I could heat in the microwave oven. And, you know, fast food, that's all that was available. And that 36 waste became a 38 pushing a 40 in a matter of months. And then my wife and I, after I left that, I came back to Florida. Then we went up to our home in Georgia where we kind of isolated, not knowing really what was going to happen next. And, of course, when you're eating comfort food, Yeah, you start gaining some weight. So, we've been on a process now of trying to lose some of that excess poundage. And so, we're more inclined to take good care of ourselves. And I want to thank Dr. William Wong, who kind of suggested a way to do it. We've been doing it now for two weeks. And yeah, I've come down in weight, and my pants are getting a little looser. And overall, I'm feeling quite well. And so, I may talk about that in another couple of weeks, maybe encourage you if you have the same issue. My wife and I are just more determined to take better care of ourselves, and I hope you'll do the same. And I think that's really a lot of what we need to do with our health overall. Um, I'm just going to say this, and I really wasn't expecting to get into this topic. It just dawned on me. A lot of younger people today, I see them all the time. When I was growing up, obesity among young people was rare. I mean, it just was. I was a little overweight as a very young child, but I outgrew that being a little bit overweight as I grew taller. And I was actually very underweight by the time I graduated high school, thin as a rail, but six foot two. That's what happens uh, when you have the proper diet. And And I was only just a little bit, shall we say, porky, for lack of a better term, when I was like kindergarten, first grade, but not the, not like I see in some kids today. And we had a term husky. I was just a little bit bigger, but not by much. And I've seen pictures of myself when I was two, three, four, and five. And I really today that would be average. That'd be more normal uh, than the abnormal. Today I see a lot of children, and they're they're getting all these fast foods and and all this junk food and all these treats and all these soda pops and everything else and and they're, I'm sorry, but they're they are getting obese and they're causing damage to their bodies. You know, it's a rare thing back when I came along when somebody in high school was a diabetic at age 15, 16, 17 or 18 or what have you. Now it's becoming more commonplace. And I see a lot of, I, I see just way too many kids that are getting a little bit more rotund. And it's all the convenience food and junk food. And it's going, to be, it's, going to be, it's going to be a health issue down the road. There's a lot of things going on. And then, then parents that think all they need to do is just offset it with a diet drink. Well, we're learning now that the artificial sweeteners in some of these drinks can be the primary cause of ADHD, as we call it, and even bipolar disorder. So parents, if you're feeding your kids junk food and washing it down with a diet Mountain Dew, know that you're causing them extreme harm. And in my opinion, I call it, for what it is, child abuse. Please stop. Now, I've got another story that I want to share with you before we go to our break. We're going to run a little bit over on this segment because I do want to spend some time with this particular topic. We're going to change gears here. So, hang on. Over this past weekend, there was a former CNN contributor uh, that was a guest on a program on MSNBC. And, and what was kind of fascinating, is this, this guy's name is Roland Martin. Roland Martin. And he was on the program Cross Connection on MSNBC, which is hosted by a woman by the name of Tiffany Cross. And what he had to say about everything in, you know, he was talking in terms of the speech that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, made on Thursday night. We dealt with that on Friday and the weekend. For those that heard over the weekend, uh, some of the very over the top things that were stated. And, And what he's saying is that we are at war with all conservatives, all Trump folk. You know, he may use the term Donald Trump. Or MAGA, MAGA Republicans, you know, trying to differentiate. And the truth is look, I don't, I never always agree with everything Trump ever said or did. Uh, I don't agree with much of his life and lifestyle. But, you know, once again, I, I'm voting for a president of the United States, not the head pastor of a church or the deacon board of a church or something like that. I have to recognize that. And even the scripture talks about it. We'll get into that one day in choosing those that lead over us. I look at the policies of a person running. I recognize, just like many saints of old, they were not perfect people either. King David, good example. I can give you many more. The key is, what do their policies stand for? What do their policy impact? What is it going to be to you, your family, your faith, your freedom, your freedom of speech? How's it going to impact you? And and that's how I base my vote. I knew in 2020 that voting for Joe Biden was going to be voting for a group of people that want increasing control over what you're allowed to say, do, think, and share. It was obvious. And they wanted more of your money to spend on things that are not acceptable to many people. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, that is the bottom line. And so this guy, Roland Martin, on the program Cross Connection, I'm going to play what he said, and then we're going to start taking it apart. We may have to go to a break and come back to finish up. But listen to exactly what he said
1: well first of all uh i have my uh red led lighting since the republicans are so oh my god upset because uh president joe biden uh, they claim oh he looked like uh, he was in russia pastor charles jenkins has uh, an intro to his song war uh, where he says when the enemy is coming at you you can't fall down you can't break down this means war that is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. They have allowed evil into their house. with Donald Trump, he has now dominated the party. This evil is spreading. And when you are in a war footing, you have to respond accordingly. It's about time President Joe Biden decide to get tough. It's about time his advisors stop being weak and stop being impotent and not fighting back. What these people want to do to this country is destroy democracy. They want to Big elections, And so it requires you to stand strong. You don't walk comments back. You don't wilt under the pressure. Republicans and conservatives, they are weak. All they do is whine and complain, oh my God, he call us semi-fascist. They have called Democrats uh, Marxists. They have called them communists. They have called them socialists. They have called them pedophiles. And all of a sudden, now you get hit and now you start whining. Well, guess what, Democrats? Guess what, Biden? Guess what, Jamie Harrison, Schumer, Pelosi, and everyone else, you keep hitting, you keep pounding, because this is about the future of our children. I've got 13 nieces and nephews, and I'd be damned if I'm going to leave a country for them run by these crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society.
0: All right, there you have it. Roland Martin on Cross Connection with Tiffany Cross on MSNBC. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. They have allowed evil into their homes. And he's dominated the party, and evil is spreading. And we're now on a war footing. Now, once again, now Martin was talking in in the wake of all that Joe Biden and his press secretary said last week, attacking Republicans. Now, let's let's go through that. How do you define evil, Mr. Martin? What is evil to you? Is evil, I would say evil is when you are talking sex and transgenderism to first, second, and third graders. I consider that evil. They are not ready to understand any of it at that age, but you're pushing sexuality on it, so I would say that you and your party and what you believe in, that is evil. You believe that 13 and 14-year-olds should be able to choose their gender, even have surgeries without their parents' consent. I consider that evil. I consider that wrong-minded. I consider that damaging and destructive. After all, we know that the odds of somebody that has gone through the process that these young children at a young age or before they really are older, and even with those that are older, the odds of committing suicide is like 44 times higher. I think that is evil. But your party believes it's okay. Your party believes that talking about homosexual sex to young children is okay. Having drag queens doing library readings that are a little bit over the top, that's okay. None of that is evil in your book. That's all normal. I think that's very abnormal, aberrant behavior. And it comes from a real source of evil that is destructive. Then you talk about name-calling. Your party has been the party of fascism for quite a long time. The Democrat Party, or at least the party or what you believe in, is government control, a massive federal government, controlling the thoughts of what people are allowed to say and do and think. I really don't care what somebody thinks. But don't force me, don't force me to have to believe what you say. You believe that abortion is a gift. (laughs) And, And some of the, what I call, leftist so-called Christian theologians think that God is cool with abortion and you should bless abortion clinics it's a God-given right to kill your baby in the womb I consider that evil I really do the truth is that many conservatives I will agree on one thing they are weak they don't want to confront evil. They want to, you know, stay away and let's all get along. Just leave me alone. I'm going to go to my church. We're going to hide in our little four walls and I'm going to vote. But, oh, by the way, then you talked about wanting to steal elections. No, 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 no. The 2020 victory of Joe Biden would never have occurred if states had not broken the constitutional laws that they had established they made it ripe for cheating. And I've said it before, the one thing that nobody wants to address. And when I say, listen, if somebody has a a big handful of ballots and they dump them in a box, how do you know where those ballots came from? Especially like in Georgia, there was no voter signature verification. This happened over and over again. But Bob, they recounted if you've if you have contaminated the pile of ballots with fake and phony and fraudulent ballots, you're always going to get a fake, phony, fraudulent result. But Bob, they, they had court cases. Every court case was decided procedurally where the court would not hear the evidence. I think if the evidence was ever truly adjudicated in a court of law, the public opinion might change slightly. We do know that companies like Google and Facebook and Twitter all conspired to lie. Yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop was real, and they all knew it. The FBI knew it at the time they had it. They knew it was real. But they willingly lied to cover for Joe Biden, the big guy, who got a percentage of some of these very questionable deals. So, Mr. Martin, Mr. Martin. You're the party of fascism. You're the party of decadence. And you are the party that is embracing evil today. I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you. Like I say, not everything I agree with with Donald Trump, but don't paint with a brush that is a lie. After all, it was your party that pursued false and fake charges of Russian collusion for three years. Three years. You're the party that had FBI agents lie to a court to spy on Donald Trump. You're the party that attempted not one, but two phony impeachments. Now that's what I call true insurrection. And when people called your bluff and were angry about what they realized what was happening, you're the ones who called that an insurrection. My prayer is real simple, that God will just illuminate the truth. And it will be so glaring and so obvious, it cannot be denied. And something inside of me says it's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen sooner than later. Do you believe in the Ministry of Truth to Ponder? By the way, I've got a couple of other, you, you have to stick around for the next part of the program. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider supporting us financially? Here we are, new month, need to cover the airtime bills. If you can help us out, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? ancient word radio mailing address is truth to ponder 5753 highway 85 north that's 5753 highway 85 north number three two four eight that is number three two four eight the city is crestview crestview florida and the zip code is three two five three six once again Truth to Ponder five seven five three, Highway eighty five North number three two four eight. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is three two five three six. That zip code again, three two five three six. If you go to the website, you can also support us online if that's your your preference. We're using a Christian crowd source funding organization called Give, Send, Go very easy to use or if for some reason you do use paypal you can support us that way as well all of your support is appreciated and my hearty thanks to you in advance this is truth
2: to ponder with bob beerman his name is guilt Shalom alechem, Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah's name, this is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. An amazing mystery. 700 years before Messiah was born, Isaiah detailed specifically the account of his death. Isaiah 53. Amazing thing. He was assigned a grave with the wicked with a rich man in his death. He was pierced through. He was struck. He was oppressed for our sins. Yet the Lord's will was to crush him, to make him, make his life a guilt offering. Now, in the Hebrew, it says, make his life an asham. Try it, asham. That's the same exact word in Leviticus used for the Levitical sacrifice, the animal that was offered up for guilt, the asham. But now it says the asham is a person, is Messiah, he's the Asham, the very same word in Leviticus, amazing, but even more than that, Asham doesn't just mean guilt offering, it means guilt itself, it's the same word that means guilt, the animal was simply called the guilt because the guilt had been put on the animal, Messiah's name is guilt, Asham, that means that whenever you have guilt in your life, that has his name on it now, He is the Asham. That means your sins, your guilt is made to be given to him. It belongs to him. It's got his name on it. Give your guilt to him. Whatever you have, regret, your past, whatever it is, you can be free. Bring it all to him. He's the Asham. Your guilt was made for him now. Give your burden. He will lift it. You'll be released because he made his life an Asham, a guilt offering specifically for your guilt. Be free. Want more? Ask for the Asham on CD. Now, what if someone offered you a gift of a million dollars? Well, something more than that, worth more than that, strong and victorious to make you powerful in the Lord. I want to offer you something better. And that is a free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the Incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus is really renamed Yeshua and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. But call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. The harvest is great. The labors are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow. Just an open heart and a pen. And you can reach the unreached peoples of the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Just write the nice Jewish boy. Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah ha Ha-Asham the guilt offering for you.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. And welcome back to part two. Truth to ponder for this Monday it happens to be Labor Day here in the United States. We we always call it the official end of summer, even though on the calendar it's more like you know the twenty first or so of September. But it's a time when the summer vacations generally come to an end, and uh, people go back to school. Some college campuses they've already been back. Some schools, even in our area of Virginia, and other South went back in May, and in some parts of the Northeast, they go back about now or later this week. So here we are, in a sense, beginning another season of our lives as we come to the final third of the calendar year of 2022, and what a year it's been. I've got three things that I want to cover, and I'm going to make sure that I get all of it in, in this segment. We've got a little bit long didn't really plan on talking about some of the stuff that I did, but I felt, hey, why not? We're here, and, and I just wanted to keep you informed that my feeling going forward is we will cover pandemic-related stuff from time to time. I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, I, I don't need to spend entire programs anymore. I think we just need to give you the updates. I think most of you are pretty much... On target, there are a lot of other stories that are influencing our lives, and we will track kind of as part of the program going forward what has happened uh, in that world and where things are going. Most people are trying to get back to normal, and I get it. There are going to be some problems that will creep up, and we will deal with those accordingly the right time. Now, ran right across this story found it rather upsetting, and it does have to do with the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, and you're familiar with them, I'm sure, from the pandemic, of course, with Dr. Fauci, but there's something else that they've done, and it started way back in 2008, even though uh, it really kicked into high gear after 2017. It's about the money that the NIH has spent researching the impact of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. All right, now the NIH own records show these drugs were already widely administered to children who identify as transgender. And researchers use these funds to study the impact these medications have On bone density, strength, reproduction, immunity, cardiometabolism, mental health, and other issues. And they started spending all these millions of dollars when suddenly there was an increased interest in transgenderism. Well, it became mainstream. It was pushed on social media. It is pushed in the background by the left. And researchers are still learning. Hmm about the long-term effects. They don't know what they really are. They know that there's a higher rate of suicide, and they really need to discuss and and determine how deep the depression can be for many. So you see in the United Kingdom the same thing going on there. The Gender Identity Development Service, which was at uh, Tavistock in the UK, which is the largest pediatric gender clinic in the world, had referred about a 1,000 patients to uh, endocrinologists to be assessed for puberty blockers. This tells me that there's something wrong with this, that we're suddenly deciding that there is this massive problem of children and gender and gender dysphoria. and, And really, I'm a boy trapped in a girl's body or a girl trapped in a boy's body. And we try to convince them of that when they're in kindergarten, first and second grade. And there's something that is just unseemly in all of it. This is part of what we are fighting today. Children as young as eight are being treated to change their gender. This is happening in the United States and around the world. And yes, doctors are performing sex change surgeries on children. This is something we need to deal with. And and so what does Joe Biden have to say about it? This is what he had to say.
3: To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. But we know it's hard when there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems everywhere, simply everywhere. Today, we're announcing even more steps, but there's always more work to do to end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color, to ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, dignity, and to finally pass a bipartisan Equality Act to help transgender persons around the world live free from discrimination and violence. Above all, to be there with you. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. To any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help. And know this, you're so brave. You
0: belong. And we have your back. I listened to what he had to say. And everything he says is primarily a lie. I don't think little children at age 5, 6, or 7 really understand any of this. I can remember my granddaughter, I've said this a dozen times on the program. When she was about six, she wanted to be a mermaid. Does that mean we we transition her from human to mermaid? There's a lot that children have to learn. And these are things that they will grow into in time to understand their sexuality, their humanness. We really need to nurture our children, encourage our children. Let them pretend. Let them learn by play. That's what childhood is all about. Pushing all these adult concepts on kindergartners is child abuse. It's just not what we're supposed to be doing. We are to raise our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, to love their Lord as the Lord has loved them, to help them get through the confusing maze of life and this weird life that we have today in our Western world. The biggest challenge we're facing is it is a decadent world. It's a dist- it's a self-destructing world if you want to know the, the truth. And it's something the church and Christians have not really wanted to acknowledge as they should. Now, I mentioned before that I had this little item from George Christensen that he recorded. It's from his Substack page. And it's an article he wrote just this past week that he voiced. And I want to share it with you right now. And then we're going to tie it all together as we close the program. Dear friend,
4: Arab scholar Ibn Khaldun is probably not a name known among many in the West. However, he is one of the most interesting political theorists, largely owing to the fact that he resided at a time when his own civilization was in decline. Not blind to what was happening around him, he was first to theorise the cyclical nature of societies, what made them rise, stagnate, and eventually fall. Central to his argument was the shift values. A rising society with its strong sense of community, tradition, faith, and martial prowess was able to succeed against those who lacked such traits and thus come to enjoy prosperity, safety, and power. However, this very state of affluence would come to erode the society of its original values, and in its place would come decadence, selfishness and indulgence. Eventually, no longer possessing the traits needed to sustain its affluence and might, in the face of a great crisis, that society would begin to collapse or be conquered by another society, not encumbered by such negative values. Today, we in the West are also witness to civilizational collapse, even if we are yet to realize it, as the fall has already begun and will only rapidly accelerate, primarily due to the nature of the cultural values that have become dominant within our society. A sense of community and even familial bonds is weak. An entire generation has grown up coming to hate their Western heritage and identity and materialism, self-indulgence, and instant gratification are rife. Consider the bizarre gender fluidity fad that is gripping the youth in the West. In the USA, despite the fact that less than 6% of the American population identify as LGBTQIAADGGN-BP-GP-OPST-S, Amongst the Gen Z cohort, almost one in five identify as part of that alphabet soup. Seriously, it's an alphabet soup. Check out a dictionary online for the list of sexualities, which is only outdone by the list of imagined genders. Bereft of a cultural identity that's more substantial than hyperconsumism, The youth of today cling on to the imagined identities that seem bellious, but actually fit right in with the cultural mores of the time, at least amongst the elite class. It brings to mind the old saying, when you believe in nothing, you'll fall for anything. And on that point, we can see that belief in God and a higher purpose has been replaced with immoral atheism and utter Nihilism. The consequences of this shift in values are evident. People in the West have lost their sense of discipline, work ethic, and initiative. Indeed, like animals, many of us are more motivated by food, sex, comfort, and other pleasures than by a belief in a higher cause, sense of principle, or need for recognition. It is the latter that defines us as humans and gives rise to our humanity. Without them, a complex society cannot remain functioning for long. Just as an animal is enslaved to the mercy of external circumstances, so too is a society driven primarily by pleasure and indulgence. In the face of a crisis, such a society is ill-equipped to confront it. In fact, often... It rather refuses to acknowledge it as a real threat. In the twilight of the Western Roman Empire, when its very borders were being carved by petty kingdoms, by barbarian chiefs, Roman elites were still caught up in their own indulgences and conspired against each other for whatever diminishing pile of wealth their collapsing state could offer. The same is happening today in the West, which is facing multiple crises. Yet our elites are either choosing to remain passive and ignorant of it or trying to best to profit from it in some manner or another. We have a history to learn from on where we are heading if the current cultural zeitgeist continues without resistance. We must resist. Until tomorrow, God bless you, your family, and our nation. Take care. I'm George Christensen.
0: My good friend, George Christensen from Down Under, former member of Parliament in the country of Australia, and now doing a lot of writing for his organization, Nation First. And you can find that on Substack. And I appreciate George giving me permission to share some of his materials that he records. And I know it was a little bit deep, this article, but it's also true. We are in a time of the Western decline. We are falling, we are failing, we are self-destructing. We may get moments of some victories, and we really will win the war when Jesus returns. But we're coming into what I think is another one of these dark times. I, I consider it kind of like a 21st century dark age. There is so much weirdness out there that people are believing. And when you look at everything of the last, oh, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 years, it has been culminating to this point of people embracing lies over truth in so many areas of their life, not just in one area. They're wanting to believe the lie because it makes them feel good about themselves. The church... Christians many churches in accommodating all this have gone totally apostate and have rejected true Christianity and made a mockery out of the things of God the book of revelation talks about losing your lampstand you're no longer a church the holy spirit is gone it's departed And there is church body after church body after church body where that has occurred. They have adopted all of these strange norms of human sexuality. And they try to celebrate all of these things that the Bible warns us not to celebrate and not to participate. More and more, the mainstream is calling good evil and evil good. What was considered abnormal 30 years ago is being mainstream normal, and what is normal is being considered inferior. It's a very upside down world. And I've said it before, these churches fall into several camps. Number one, first camp, you have the apostate churches, they've rejected, they've walked away, and I've named them before, I'm not going to do it now. Then you have others that are so busy trying to accommodate everybody, they're a little bit wishy-washy about certain topics. They don't want to address them. They don't want to offend anybody. They want you to feel good when you come to worship. It's all about you, all about me, all about my feelings. And the the message, instead of being really a rock-solid biblical message, it's more of a pep talk to encourage you. These are people that remain baby christians for most of their lifetime and then increasingly you have churches becoming the minority that still stand on the promises of god that still are faithful to his word and as the bible says they have become the remnant listen we're out of time for today and i'm going to pick up on this tomorrow if you believe in our ministry would you consider your financial support Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 City, Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 32536. Go to the website. You can support us from there as well.